Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? Oh, fancy little cup you got there. Assistant, Assistant regional <laughs> manager. Nice. We love that. Do we want to talk about Saskatchewan Winnipeg on Sunday too, or just NFL? I think we, we already talked about it, so okay. no yeah. point in repeating. Yeah. I mean, I'll talk about Luca Kanji a little more if you want. I mean, we can always talk about Luca Kanji. What about Neil Hughes? What about... I went to Weston? Schultz camp with him, bro. He gave me what gloves. About, what about... <laughs> That was the only running back that didn't have gloves. He's like, bro, take these gloves. I said, thank you. They're Reebok. Thank you, my dude. But they're actually fire. And shout out Neil Hughes. Shout Man, out. Shout out Weston Dressler. And possibly having the best all just chips I've ever had in my life. Yeah. You guys ever try those? The, I saw the West- them. The Weston, the all, they're like Weston all Dressler chips or something. Yeah, and they Weston, were just yeah. I remember those and the fancy flakes and shit. I was gonna say who had the flakes, bro? Yeah, dude, everyone had the flakes. Come on now. Darian Durant had the Darios. Darios, yeah. Come on, boys, you got to pick up your fucking Saskatchewan Rough Riders trivia if we're gonna be on the pod here. Let's go. Fuck, I didn't know CFL was that big. Huge. No, I remember like when I was younger though, for sure. It was uh well, I guess these, more would, in my eye. Did you look up to them? Yeah, dude. Like that was that was the dream, man. To be full back. I remember I got one of those yellow fucking foam balls from and I got uh I got down to the bottom where like some of the guys would sign the balls or whatever. I got neon greens, uh Signature on one of them yellow balls, not a big deal. So yeah, kind of a big deal. Pease, you're probably screaming at the top of your lungs just to get attention. Dude, I don't know. I don't even remember doing it. I just cleaned out my room the one day and I was like, huh. Don't remember that. But cool, cool, cool. Cool, cool, cool. Gang, bro. <laughs> What's good, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Rolling the Dice with Peas. I got it right this time with Peas and Marty. Uh, I'm your host, Tanner Hardy, followed along with my co host, Dylan Peasio. Dylan, Papa Peas, how are you doing today, buddy? What's going on? Dude, we are living it, loving it. Um, you know, snowed last night, so that was always nice. Took the girlfriend. Uh, out on her birthday, that's always nice. You know, got to treat the ladies right in your life. Uh, but other than that, you know, just uh, trying to string together some good bets and uh, make some cash for the Christmas season, you know? Peas, I, I like how you played that off. Like, you had planned your girlfriend's birthday and, like, you had told us you were good to record Thursday and then Wednesday comes rolling around and you're like, I can't record Thursday. So... I just wanted on record here that I don't think you're well prepared for Thursday. Uh, yeah, let's uh, shout out to my girlfriend. Uh, hopefully she doesn't listen to this. But uh, yeah, I was going to see if I could do both. And then uh, the boyfriend in me, and I guess, uh, kind of said, you know, let's make a wise decision here. And uh, so it kind of went to her. But I mean, we're here today and uh, can't ask for much more. Well, Peace, it's always a pleasure having you on. We'll go to producer Vinny. Vinny, what's up, buddy? How are you doing today? 
Not too bad, boys. Uh, hopefully, I sound a little less uh, soft-spoken on this episode. I wasn't trying to seduce y'all. I was just hanging out. It was uh, I didn't have a sound check, so as a producer, that kind of get grinds my gears, you could say. But we Gucci. Let's have a good pod, boys. Happy Let's to be have here. A good pod. Yeah. Let's have a great pod. So we got a little bit on the docket today. We'll we'll get into that for a second. I. We have a platform now, boys, and I want to use this platform properly. We have a total of 20 listeners, so I want to make sure that uh, that I speak out on this platform. And I just got to ask, have you guys seen the uh, Stadium Series jerseys that were dropped yesterday? Uh, so I see Nashville's. So I want to talk about Nashville's specifically what is up with the NHL dropping the absolute most dog shit jerseys I've ever seen in the last couple of weeks? You have the New Jersey Devils one. That's the that jersey that said Jersey. I, you know what? That's dope. a lot of people. A lot of people were shitting on it. It's not my favorite. But then this Nashville came up. One came up. Vince, you should pull it up on their screen. It literally says Smashville on it, and it's. I, I just can't believe that it, it they decided to do this jersey. Uh, I think the biggest thing about it all, you know what it reminds me of, is like back in like NHL, you know, 12, 13 era, you know, you could create your own jerseys and whatever for your ultimate team. It's got, uh, it's got a hint of uh, ultimate team uh, created jerseys a little bit. And uh, as much as you don't like it, I kind of love it. I ain't going to lie. Like, I love the Smashville part of it. Like I said, uh, I'm I'm glad that you said something about the Jersey jerseys because I, I like those as well. I kind of like where the NHL is going with it, trying to, you know, be unique and different in a sense. So I think I have to disagree with you on this, Marty. I mean, they might not be the most, I guess, creative, but I like I how mean, different they are. Look, I can live with the, the New Jersey, 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 Jersey. <laughs> but, but I just think this Nashville one is like the colors are okay. Just use the fucking Predators logo. I don't know. I just, I, it's like one of those, you know, Peter Griffin really grinds my gears. This really grinds my gears. It's just, I don't know. I think they're trying too much to be like the NBA. Maybe I'm just one of those traditional NHL Jersey type guys. Just, yeah, you probably you probably don't like it when the NFL players celebrate after a touchdown either. So I mean, you know, keep, don't change too much of the league. Um, when I think of the National Predators, though, I think of like the huge fangs on those puke yellow jerseys that they had back in the day. Uh, not a huge fan, so I'm glad that they're trying to uh, maybe get away from that logo, I guess, so to say. But uh, no, I'm a huge fan. I gotta admit it. I guess I'm just on my own on this. I just think they're trying to, to be like, I like the idea of them trying to be like the NBA where there's like a thousand different jerseys every year, but I don't know. That's just not it for me. I guess I'm wrong. I don't know. Well, maybe we'll throw it on the Instagram and let people debate about it. But uh, besides having a platform and complaining about jerseys, we're going to actually talk about stuff today that, is actually, you know, involving sports, betting. Um, probably our favorite week and favorite time to record is right now because we're going to be talking football. Football is kind of the biggest thing. And no, not CFL football. We're going to talk about NFL today. So 
what we're going to do throughout this episode, I think, is we're going to just um, go over some of the games that we've kind of highlighted for the NFL. We'll probably talk about each one. Maybe won't dive into it as deep as we we did our first episode, um, but uh, we'll kind of go over some of the games, talk about what we're thinking. We'll recap the Thursday game here as well. Uh, the Cowboys versus the Saints game last night happened. Uh, so we'll go over that one a little bit. Uh, and then at the very end here, we'll talk about what are we rolling for NFL Sunday version this week. So between myself, Vince, and Pease, we will kind of give who we like, who we think is going to win, and we'll kind of talk about some of the some of the bets or the parlays the boys might be doing as well, though. So we got a good episode lined up for you guys, and uh, hopefully, hopefully it's a good one. I'm feeling good about it tonight, boys. I'm feeling feeling confident about this one. Yeah, I mean the weekend's here, so I mean what's what's not to look forward to? I know. Just uh, looking ahead, I guess, in a couple days. But there's a lot of good bets. Tomorrow, some good basketball games and NHL games. So just a lot of good sports on for the weekend. Pease, I'm glad that you brought up the weekend because I hope you guys can hear this. But I got a nice little cider going right now. Let's go. Let's get loose, baby. I am cracking a cold one. Okay. All right. So I think we'll start off with... Uh, the Thursday night football game, Cowboys versus the Saints. Vinny, your Saints not getting the job done right now, but I'm sorry. But uh, Pease, you're probably too too busy looking at uh, Christmas lights to probably watch the game, I'm guessing, hey? Uh, yeah, but it doesn't mean we can't look at the box score here. Um, yeah, just a real boring game all in all. I mean... 27-17. Sounds like it should be a lot of, you know, points and especially points by some high profile people on the Dallas Cowboys, but not so much the case. You know, you got uh, Tony Pollard popping off for a touchdown. You know, you got Michael Gallup catching one in the back of the end zone. I know CD Lamb was close. He had a decent game, but you know, nothing, uh, well, especially for fantasy purposes, nothing like you're expecting. That's for sure. So I want to bring this up and there was kind of something I wanted to talk about what's going on. Like I know Zeke is hurt right now, but this last like four or five game stretch that he's had, has he been hurt the entire time? Like, I haven't really been keeping tabs. Like, <clears throat> I don't I know. I'm just, <laughs> well, like I'm a Zeke holder in a couple fantasy leagues. Um, I mean, if you take away the touchdowns he's been getting, the numbers would be, very daunting like not a good look for Zeke he hasn't been putting up the yards like I guess we thought he would but I mean the touchdowns are keeping him relevant um I do think Tony Pollard is uh useful though very very top of the top of the line uh backup so I don't think it's hurting the Cowboys at all so is it getting to a point with Pollard that he's like maybe not this. I get that you they paid Zeke the bag, so it's kind of hard to not obviously play him. But like Pollard looks awesome whenever he touches the ball. Every single time I've watched any Cowboys, and he whenever he t- he seems to make something happen all the time. I'm just like, is he the is he the guy who should be starting on that team, or am I getting a little crazy here with my takes of compared to my Nashville Predators jersey take and then. Now this, 
I mean, I don't think you're on the wrong path. I think Tony Pollard has proved that he uh, he can play a little. So I mean, it's not like it's not like he's just breaking off here or there plays. But you know, he's he's getting the ball, and I think his usage is starting to go up. But I mean, if the Cowboys are serious about making a playoff push, they should consider you know holding Zeke out for a game or two if if that's the route they want to take. You know, they have. Like Tony Pollard can handle the load, and I think he's proved that. So I don't think they should be shy in utilizing him. I just I agree, Pease. I don't get why they won't just sit him for a couple of games. You're eight and four in the division now. Like unless the Eagles win, you're pretty. They're probably going to be pretty safe. I mean, the Eagles they play the Jets. We'll talk about that shortly here, but. Uh, yeah, I don't you know what though? Not a huge problem to have when you have two good running backs. What is a problem is the Saints quarterback posi- uh situation right now though. So Taysom Hill started this week. I think this was his first start of the year. Uh yeah, not looking good for the Saints right now. Well, I mean they're dealing with some injuries too. When I mean, Michael Thomas has been hurt all year, so that's nothing to complain about anymore. But, I mean, Kamara missing his, what, third or fourth game in a row? That's, that's, that's big. That's, that offense is supposed to revolve around him. And, yeah, with him not starting, there's uh, not a lot of weapons on that team. So, it's tough to watch. Dude, it's sad. Winston was the guy. Winston was the, that dude for the Saints. He was, he was going to take us there, I swear. He just, he just, I don't know. I don't know. Like, are they even going to go back to Winston next year? I heard rumors that they weren't. I think the rumors you heard are wrong. And Jameis Winston is our guy. Well, I mean. Vinny, do you have a Winston jersey in the back there that I just can't see? Yeah, it's on the way. It's on the way. It's yeah, the way. <laughs> there's transit issues with the. It's coming from BC, so. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not. You know what? Hey, Vinny, we don't. Shout out to BC. We're sorry. We yeah. hope you're doing okay. I don't think we have any fans out there, anyway. So. Well, it's I mean, I, I mean, I went state. to the, I went to school on the island, so I do talk to a couple of guys from the island, and yeah. I mean, life is uh, different as we as they know it out there. So they're just trying to survive. Shout out, my boys! Keep surviving. So, I mean, not much else to really say about the Cowboys Saints game. I think it's kind of just bad news bears for the Saints right now. They have so many injuries. They don't have a quarterback. Kamara hasn't played in four games. So, don't don't think they will be turning it around either. Just with with all the kind of the, the injuries that they're dealing with. So, but uh, good win for the Cowboys. They needed it. Um, hopefully that'll get them back on track. If you're a Cowboys fan anyway. So I think we'll transition into the rest of the games that we have coming up on Sunday here. Pease, I'll let you take the lead, buddy. Um, we'll start off with the first game. What do we have up here first? Well, yeah. Um, Sunday, this Sunday's a little bit, I guess greener grass on the side than last week. Last week was kind of what we called the hell week, but um, yeah, we're going to start off here 12 o'clock slate with uh, the dolphins and the giants um, dolphins right now are minus six and a half against the spread over under is 39 and a half. Um, 
I don't think Daniel Jones is playing. So I'm not going to take the over under here. I think, uh, I think we're taking Miami to win, especially at home. I know the giants are coming off a big win against the Eagles there, but I don't know. The dolphins have looked really good these last few weeks. So they're starting to come around. Dolphins are on a four game winning streak right now too. So I mean, pretty tough to go against them. I mean, Tua Tua's looked pretty good actually. That team is starting to click a little bit better now. So yeah, I I'd probably be with you there, Pease. I I mean, if the Giants don't have Jones, I I mean, the Giants beat the Eagles, which I was kind of shocked about last week. But I I can't see them winning two weeks in a row. I just don't think this Giants team is very good. But uh, yeah, I like the I like the Dolphins there as well too. Vince, anything from you there, my man? Well, my brother is a Dolphins fan, and I know he's loving this shit right now, and he's also a big fan of the pod. But the Dolphins are actually doing pretty well the last couple of games. And I picked up their defense recently on fantasy, and it's been quite the pleasure. They got me 21 points to get me the W last week, and I'm hoping for another big show. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of locked in. Like I said last week against Carolina there, they kind of flopped the cocks on the table a little bit and strutted their stuff. So, I mean, good for them. And like I said, they're just kind of starting to figure it out. So. Who knows? Maybe a late playoff push to get into a wild card wouldn't surprise me. Okay, I think that will take us into our next game here. We have the Colts taking on the Texans. So, divisional matchup: six and six Colts taking on the two and nine Texans. So, uh, yeah, I think this is going to be a bounce back game for the Colts. They had a tight one against the Bucks last week. The Bucks are a good team. Um, and Indy was there the entire game. I mean, fuck Jonathan Taylor. I'm sorry. I'm against him in every single league in fantasy. It feels like on a weekly basis, he's, he's a monster. Is he the MVP of the league? I mean, he's definitely should be in the talks. Um, especially with the Colts record, the way it is. It, it's all on Jonathan Taylor. It's not like Carson Wentz is going out there and, you know, throwing 300 yards and three touchdowns. You know, this offense runs through Jonathan Taylor and it's going to continue against the Houston Texans on the road. Um, I just don't, I don't foresee a way that Houston shuts down Jonathan Taylor, but I've been wrong before, but I just can't see it. I could see Taylor going north of 120 rushing yards this game. Probably, I don't. I wouldn't even hesitate to think that. Well, I'm pretty sure. What. Yeah, Houston's giving up like 135 on average to the running back position. So, yeah, that's uh, that's just recipes for a disaster for the Texans. And um, if you have Jonathan Taylor in your fantasy lineup, I uh, you should be looking pretty for this week. So. I think that's a pretty easy game. I think all three of us could probably agree we're taking the Colts. What's the spread on that game there, please? Uh, spread is minus 10. The over-under is 45. Um, I mean, like I said, I just I can't see Houston scoring very much, but I can see the Colts absolutely running away with this one. So I'm going to stay away, but I do think the Colts cover the minus 10. Once again, I agree with you there, Pease. I um, I think it'd be I'd be shocked if they didn't. Honestly, I I just don't think 
Houston's a great team, and the Colts, I think, ran all of them last time they played, too. So more or less expect the same. But can we rule out Deshaun Watson in this game still? <laughs> I think I, th- I I have to double check my notes here, but I think I think he's not playing. Just double check for us, though, just to be sure. If Robert wouldn't want to sound like idiots on the pod. <laughs> what did you say about Robert Kraft? I said if Robert Kraft owned the team, he would play. <laughs> sounds like a it sounds like a Patriots thing. It's the Patriots way. Yeah. I think he deserves to be a Patriot, but Mac Jones is still killing it. Yeah, he's killing it. Mac Jones is kind of a stud. Macaroni and Jones, baby. On another note of Mac Jones, did you guys see he he trademarked MJ10? Why would he trademark himself as M? Like, I understand Mac Jones, but, like, there's only one MJ. Bro, you know what his real name is? It's like McCorkle. Serious. You can't be serious. There's no, no way. I'm going to look it up, bro. I'm serious. Pull it, we, I need to see this. There's no way. Uh, I'm telling you. <laughs> Michael, Michael McCorkle. Let's go. Michael McCorkle. What in the world, man? This guy is a professional quarterback for the New England Patriots with the name of Michael McCorkle. This sounds like a created player in Madden. I don't know. How, how did you even know that is what I want? How did you know that was his name? Bro, when you are just lighting it up and your name is Mac Jones and you play for New England under Belichick, you got to do a little digging. Something ain't right. And I knew there was something up with Mac Jones. His name is McCorkle. What a find by producer Vinny right there. This is why we pay him the big bucks to be on the pod. It's not for, you know, the editing, the audio, making sure it don't sound like an asshole. It's for finding out that Mac Jones' real name is Michael McCorkle Jones. So shout out to producer Vinny. That was a good find there, Yeah, Vince. great find there. Yeah, it was a big full fullback moment. <laughs> Dig deep, baby. Dig deep. So moving on to the next game, Vikings taking on the Lions. Is this the week that the Lions finally get a goddamn win? Um... Don't be surprised if it does happen. I think this does have a lot of recipes for the Lions getting their first win. The only thing that worries me is I think DeAndre Swift is still questionable, but the Vikings and the Lions seem to always play close. So um, the over-under for that game is... Over-under is 46.5. I could see that going under Minnesota's favored by seven and a half. Don't be surprised when Detroit covers, because I'm telling you here right now, like I said, Detroit at home, uh, no Dalvin. I don't think just a lot of, a lot of things that are kind of questionable on both sides of the ball. Yeah. So last game that they played the Vikings won 19 to 17. That was that wild Last, last, yeah, like, that they shouldn't had, even, or, yeah, shouldn't even have been in that situation. It should have been 17 16 Detroit, but in typical Detroit Lions fashion, I think it was 28 seconds with a one timeout, found a way to give up 45 50 yards, and uh, Minnesota kicked a game winning field goal. So, yeah. there you go. Okay, moving on to the next game, kind of got another, for lack of better words, another stinky game. 
Eagles taking on the Jets. Jets are at home, three and eight. Jets, five and seven Eagles. Um, We were kind of all about the Eagles back on episode one because they were heading the right direction. Their running game was going off. And then they lost to the Giants last week. Jalen Hurts threw... I don't know how was it many three three or four. Yeah, I, I can't even tell you. I'm still sick to my stomach about that game. So, like, we're not going to sit here and talk about this one very long. Who like I don't know who the Eagles are. Like sometimes I think they look like a playoff level team, like because their rushing game is so good. And then the next week they go and lose to like the Giants or they lose some game that they should be winning. I. Like, that's what I mean. Like, I know that they were in a divisional game last week, but Jalen Hurts just looked lost. I mean, that interception before the halftime, absolute garbage. And then, I mean, Jalen Rager, I I don't know. I, I know that there's a lot of people out there who, you know, say, oh, what's he doing type thing. But if you give me that ball that was in the end zone there, 10 times... I, it went right through his hands, man. Like if you, you give me millions of dollars, me, yeah. Like if you give me a good set of Nikes, I got a good chance of catching that ball. It was like, and it was the weirdest thing because, like, the ball, like it, he threw his body the one, like he just the way he went to grab it made no sense. And he probably all he had to do was catch the ball, and he would have found the end zone, and he would have they would have scored a touchdown and won the game. I think they would have they would have took a lead at that point, right? Uh, I think they would have just tied it. I don't know. I could be wrong. I, I, I forget what the score was. It's already out of, washed out of my brain. So, Yeah, that was an ugly game. I would expect the Eagles to bounce back in this game. I mean, it's the, it's the goddamn Jets. How do you – I mean, the Jets have three wins this year, and they beat uh, – I know they beat the Titans at least, and they had another half-decent big win. But I would expect the Eagles would – would come out on top in this one. What's the, what's the spread on this one there peas and the under and over. Uh, so for this game, Eagles jets, Eagles are favored by minus seven right now. Over under is 45. Uh, as much as I want to bet the, the Eagles here, I think we have to go with the jets at home covering that plus seven. Yeah. I don't know if they win outright, but it's going to be a closer game than, uh, than what it is so i guess like that's, which jets quarterback are we going to see this week is the question uh that that's a good question i i could not tell you i don't know but either way i would love to see fireworks in that game so uh okay moving on next game that we have up is arizona taking on chicago the cardinals nine and two uh coming off the bye week they're taking on the bears who are four and seven bears coming off a huge Thanksgiving victory over the Lions. Uh, clearly the most exciting game or one of the most exciting of the week last week. Yeah, like, uh, I don't know what to think about Chicago Bears football. All I know is it makes me want to vomit. But, uh, I mean, Arizona, they've had some time off. It feels like we haven't seen D-Hop or Kyler Murray in a football game in over a month. I don't know if that's good or bad, especially for this time of year. But I think they're both going to play. Um, James Cotter's having a mighty fine year. Um, yeah, I think Arizona handles the bears very easily. I just don't know how Chicago is going to score. So 
Uh, over under for that one is 42 and a half right now. Arizona seven, minus seven and a half. I mean, I know the Chicago Bears defense is good, but you can give me the over 42 and a half and Arizona covering. Yeah, I I like the, the over on that as well there too, Pease. The Bears defense is not – it's not what it used to be. I think – I know last week they didn't have a ton of points scored on them, but, I mean, you're playing the Lions. Like, really, I don't – I just think – with Kyler coming back, I think, as well as D-Hop coming back, you can see some potential fireworks in this game. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure Andy Dalton's starting for the Bears again. So Yeah, like when I'm taking the over 42 and a half, this, is, this has no faith in the Chicago Bears offense and solely on the Arizona Cardinals offense. So, yeah, I, I just really want to see what they've been scheming up. I know they've been doing well with – without their great starters, but you know, you throw them in, you're looking, you're looking for the big plays, the fireworks, you know, I I, don't be surprised if this is a double digit score and I'm not talking like 10, 11, 12, I'm talking like 20, 21 area. Could you imagine being out Allen Robinson on the bears right now? Just nowhere to go. Really? That's, that's the unfortunate thing is, yeah, I, I don't know if the bears really have anything going for them. It's it's a tough watch every week almost. So, bro, Darnell Mooney is what the Bears have going for them. I think that he's, dude is fire. He's actually been really sick for them this year. I um, when I was watching the Thursday night or the Thursday Thanksgiving game, he was he was he looks legit. He's a pretty he's a stud. So I'm hoping that um, once Fields gets back in and maybe they get some new coaching there. I don't know. There could be some. There could be some fireworks there in in some future seasons. This year, not a chance as long as Nagy is the coach. So, I want to move on to the next game though because it's probably one of the more exciting games that we'll get to watch this week. It's the six and five Los Angeles Chargers taking on the seven and four Cincinnati Bengals. So the Bengals got back on track. They made Pease look like a huge jackass last week, beating the Steelers by, what was it, 31, I think they beat them by last week. So uh, Chargers on the other end, they ended up losing to the Broncos. So, yeah, tale of two two stories last week there. Um, Pease, what do you think of this game? Yeah, I mean, right now this is the tied for the highest over-under of the week which I love since he's favored at minus three. I just think, you know, it's kind of what I said on the last podcast there with Justin Herbert, you know, both LA teams kind of being streaky. So they come off their tough loss against uh, Denver there. Don't be surprised if this is an absolute uh, gunslingers fest. Joe Burrow going back and forth against um, the Chargers there. Uh, This is just a, this is a fantasy football dream right here if you got players on either side put them in i bet you they don't disappoint whether it be mike williams jamar chase t higgins joe mixon austin eckler keenan allen you name it everyone's gonna get a piece of the pie at some point so yeah get them in there like i said i like cincinnati at minus three and i definitely love the over here so 
I'm really curious to see how the Chargers bounce back. I feel like you kind of brought up them being streaky. They seem to one week they lose to a team they they should probably beat. The next week they seem to uh, to come back and bounce back and win the next week. So I'm, I'm curious to see what comes out. I really like this Bengals team. I they're scary. J- Joe Burrow, he's a mad like he's just he's a madman. Like I just he slings the ball so good. Then you got three really strong receivers and Joe Mixon is having a career year as well too, which has just been fun to watch. Yeah. Like I said, fireworks are definitely on the table and I think they will be popped come Sunday for that one. Pease, you mentioned everyone's getting a piece of the pie on the Chargers game. Are you still high on Mike Williams? Like, I think he's a bust, dude. I don't think he's legit. I mean, I don't think you can give him the bust just due to the fact of what he did the first eight, nine weeks there. I think when I look at Mike Williams, I see a guy who's got high potential. Like he's the big play guy on that. He reminds me of Tyler Lockett. If you kind of look at both of them, like they're both big play guys. They scored touchdown, like big play touchdown. So I think with Mike Williams, it just comes down to, is he going to get a big play? Because when he gets that big play, that's when you usually see him put up, put up uh, some fantasy points there. All right. So, yeah, that Bengals-Chargers game is going to be probably the game to watch. I don't think – I think that was the number one game I had other than the Monday nighter, which I think we'll, we'll talk a lot about that game at the end, of course. Uh, but, yeah, Chargers versus Bengals, really exciting game. I like the Bengals uh, as in that game as well. They're two-piece. So we're, we're pretty aligned so far. Um Next up, we got the eight and three Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Tom Brady taking on the Falcons five and six. Uh, I really like Tampa Bay in this game. I'm expecting a big game from Tom Brady. Um, he always seems to put up numbers against the Falcons, and that defense is dog shit. That team is just not very good this year in general either. I'm surprised they even have a five and six record. I was surprised reading that out loud even yeah it's uh it's about the ugliest five and six team out there um i don't know who else would be in contention for that but right now bucks are minus ten and a half um with the over under being tied for the highest at 50 with cincinnati and la uh the box defense is a little banged up here so i do think that will create a little space for atlanta um, I know that they're missing a couple key weapons on offense there, but uh, I still think that there's going to be a lot of points scored in this one. And I do think the Bucs win, but I don't think they win by 10. The Bucs have had an interesting week as well, too, with uh, the whole COVID and Antonio Brown situation. I think they had another guy on their, their safety. He's not going to be playing either this week because – they they faked their vaccinations and uh what is it three game suspensions for each of them yeah it's two or three games i don't know the exact number but uh i mean I, it's 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 kind of just a bozo play i mean i don't get it like the same thing with aaron rodgers like if you don't want to get vaccinated that's obviously their choice but why lie about it? Like, yeah, I don't. I don't understand the whole. Uh, like they're still allowed to play. They. I know they have to go through different, like restrictions and whatnot. But 
what's the point of risking it? Just say you're not, you're not vaccinated and then you won't get suspended. I feel like it's not that hard of a thing to do. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I don't know what to say and I'm, I don't want this to become a COVID podcast, but I, I, it's, it's just astonishing because yeah, these guys are getting paid how much money to go out and play a sport, basically a kid's game. And yeah, you, you know, the fact that they're lying about their status and everything. And I think you nailed it right on the head there. Like, I mean, nobody really cares if you're vaccinated or unvaccinated. I mean, that's everyone's personal choice, but I mean, just don't lie about it. I think that's what it ultimately comes down to, you know, like just be honest with yourself and, you know, kind of play it as it is. Yeah. didn't lie, dude. He just wasn't (laughs) immunized. He's immunized. I mean, Mm-hmm. He's a quarterback though, so he can do whatever the fuck he wants. He just gets uh he just gets uh fined and then Antonio Brown and oh man. But I don't know. I don't know what to think of it all. It's just just I feel like it's just a simple thing, but I, I mean I guess I don't understand what they go through in terms of the regulations or restrictions. But yeah, interesting situation for the Bucks. I still think Tampa Bay is this going to I don't think they're going to steamroll the Falcons, but I think it'll be a high scoring game. And I, I kind of, once again, piece, I agree with you. I think it'll be hard to cover that spread, but uh, yeah, that Buccaneers defense is a little beat up right now. So it just kind of depends what Falcons team shows up. Scorderell Patterson still injured or is he hanging out? No, I think he's playing this week. He'll so. be playing. He played last week too. I'm pretty sure. So He'll he'll probably score two touchdowns because he's that entire Falcons offense basically. So, what a uh, okay, moving on. Next game, Jaguars taking on the Rams. Two and nine Jaguars taking on the absolute slumping Los Angeles Rams. Uh, Peas, what do you got for this one? Yeah, like this one just has puke written all over it. First of the afternoon games at 305. You got the Rams at minus 13 for with a over under a 48. I really don't know where this game is gonna go. I'm sure the Rams defense feasts on this piss poor Jacksonville Jaguars offense. But I mean the Rams offense haven't hasn't looked great really at times this year so it's just kind of which team shows up i mean this is this has got the rams written all over it but <clears throat> I, yeah i i don't know i'm going to try and stay away as much as i as much as uh the bad teams are fun to bet against type thing i mean the jaguars did beat the bills a couple of weeks ago yeah and a nine like, six there wasn't even a touchdown scored i feel Good like kickers. this you love your kickers hey yeah. Vinny. Dude, they're the toughest. They kick the most. So, imagine I would love to be a kicker in the NFL. Uh, not a kicker, a punter. Just like hack a dart on the sidelines, go kick a punt, call it. A I day. don't think you could hack a dart on the sidelines. I saw it on the replacements movie. Oh um, yeah, it's got to be real. It's real yeah. for sure. The kicker is like in the moth, or he's got problems with the mafia. He's gonna throw the game and then. Like that's, that's the kicker lifestyle right there. I'm pretty sure they're all like that in the NFL. Dude, if I was a kick, if I was a kicker in the NFL, I would definitely be gambling on my own games for sure. Hands down. No, that, that that actually lines up. He's, I, I, I think you would have done it in high school if you knew you could. If I knew I could, I would. 
it's too bad we didn't live in the states because they probably bet on high school football in the states they're all degenerates about especially in texas i was watching i don't know why i just thought of this but i was just watching like i was just scrolling through instagram the other day did you they was it was a state game have you like the amount of people that go to high school football games in the states is unreal like well i know yeah like i know texas is like big big for like their high school football i just like like are they that good where that you can bring in that many people to watch a game i mean i don't know if they're that good but i mean it's that hyped it's america bro yeah, like it's it's definitely one of those things that people get hyped for type thing. Did you guys ever watch like Friday Night Lights, the TV oh, yeah. series? Great TV series too. Oh Great movie. man, I I I love the TV series. I uh, I just picture all high school kids in Texas being like that show, basically. So Michael B. Jordan was in that uh, that show too. I always forget about that. So, yeah, um, speaking of high school games, I think we would, we'll stick with the NFL talk. I, I guess um, we don't probably want to sit here talking about grade 12s playing football the entire time. But uh, Washington football team taking on the Raiders is our next game. Pease, I, I want to get your thoughts on this, on this game, Pease, because I think we're going to have different takes here. Yeah, uh, so the team, the over-under on this one is 49.5, and, and they got Vegas minus one right now. And, you know, I know Washington is coming off, uh, you know, a big win against Seattle there, but I think the Raiders crushed them at home nonetheless. I just, uh, I, I really like the Raiders team. I know that some games they just don't actually show up, but I think this is one of those games where, they can kind of take this and run with it. So I'm going to take the Raiders there. And I'm glad I let you go first because I'm on the opposite end here. I, I like the football team here. I, I, I have no faith in the Raiders for whatever reason. I like, I know the last time these teams met, it's probably been a while since they've probably last played each other. Um, but that like, I just like the way the football team's playing right now. I know it's not hard to beat Seattle as the the community Seattle Seahawks fan here. I'm just I just think Washington is in the, going the right direction. Their defense has been a lot better lately, which is their biggest problem at the beginning of the year. They're getting blown out by teams. They've won a few games and they're trying to get back in that NFC picture and I like Washington a lot in this game. I Antonio Gibson's been playing better too. Um, Heineke, he's got some swagger to him. I don't know. I just the the Raiders are too streaky for me right now. I just think they're. I know they won last week, but I expect the I expect the football team to to outright win this game. Well, I mean, we can agree to disagree. We might have to put a little friendly bet on that. Um, like I said, the over-under is 49.5 right now. I could see that going over just with the way that the Raiders have been playing. I mean, Washington, they're starting to figure it out on offense a little bit. But, yeah, I'm comfortable saying that might be an over game. So, 
Moving on, then, I think we will probably talk about this one a little bit more. Ravens taking on the Steelers. So, Pisa's Ravens, 8-3 and three this year, taking on Pittsburgh, who had an ugly loss last week against the Bengals. Pease, you're the you're the Ravens fan. I'll let you talk about this one. Yeah, um, I think this is a good time for this game to come because Lamar straight up just has to be better. Uh, they did find a way to win against Cleveland, but that's not saying much against uh, not so great Browns team right now. Um, right now, Baltimore is favored at minus four and a half. I do think they win this game on the road. Uh, I think the uh, X factor is the Ravens defense is starting to play better and the Steelers offense is not so good. Big Ben is, he's done. He's officially got the done chain on. And I, I don't know. I just don't think the Steelers offense has what it takes to compete with the Ravens here. So give me the Ravens here. Yeah, Pittsburgh is another weird team. They're kind of like the Raiders, where I find them extremely streaky. One week, they look like they could be a legitimate team, kind of fighting for that last playoff spot. Then the next week, they they look like they did against the Bengals. I think I expect a better game than maybe you do. Like I know Big Ben isn't what he used to be, but really... But when a team gets ass-spanked as bad as the Steelers did last week, you don't typically see it happen back-to-back games i just uh i just can't see them i see it being a close game it's it's a divisional matchup the steelers are coming off a bad loss i just i think this one's going to be really close you said the spread was three and a half four and a half for the four and a half for the ravens i think pittsburgh covers that i don't think they win the game but i think pittsburgh definitely can cover that i can see this coming down to a justin tucker field goal at the end of the game i mean that's a that's a good guy for the game to come down to um the guy doesn't really miss and i mean heinz field's a tough place to uh kick field goals and i mean justin tucker just kind of kicks field goals wherever whenever type thing so he should be good <clears throat> I put my life on the line if I knew that Justin Tucker was kicking a field goal. Uh, I seen a nice little tweet the other day that was like, would you rather have Justin Tucker make a kick from inside the 40 or Steph Curry hit a three? Ooh. Oh. And I think I'm, I'm think I'm taking Tucker. So, okay. Can we, can we backtrack this a little bit? So yeah. is this like in game situations? Like, I don't know. I, it's, it, it, yeah. Like that, say, I guess would change it, but let's just say for the fun of the pod, we're going to, we're going to make it game situation. We're going to make it a game winning three pointer at, at buzzer beater in the fourth quarter, or it's a, it's a, what was it? A 40 inside yeah, 40 yard within 40 yards. That's Let's say 40, 40 yards. End of the end of the game. Uh, fourth quarter. Who, who are you taking? Yeah. You can give me Justin Tucker. And I know I might be just a Ravens fan kind of saying that, but the guy just, he's, he's automatic. Basically. I was, it's funny that we're talking about this because I was listening to, I was watching this video about Steph Curry and they were talking about how good he is at three-point shooting. I saw a stat where he could miss the next 527 three-pointers 
and he would still have a better shooting percentage career-wise than Ray Allen. Which is absurd. 527 straight. So if he went 0 for 527, he would still have as good of a shooting percentage career uh, career long as Ray Allen, which is wild. So you could probably go with either guy. Vinny, who, who would, what would you pick there? Neither the actual answer is Brian Scalabrini in the fourth quarter of a playoff game. Oh. On that side, baby. Speaking of other Red Rockets, that's a good Red Rocket right there. I think eventually we got to do an episode just dedicated to Red Rockets. Oh, I only know, like I only that. know, like I only know, like two. We're just like that's white that. mambas, dude. Just like goats. I don't even know any other Red Rockets other than Andy Dalton and the goat. Uh, Matt Bonner, the Red Mamba. I think I, I think Ooh. it was Matt uh, Spurs, right? Am I remembering correctly? I don't I'm even know. To, yeah, I, I'm in my own little world right now trying to figure out some gingers I know. But uh, yeah, other than Andy Dalton, nothing's really coming to my head. I'd love to see like a white, pasty, ginger running back, you know, I would, or like a receiver, like a skilled position ginger. That would be awesome to see, I think. It was the dude on the Hawks right now. They got a nice ginger on there. Uh, Herder? Yeah, it might be. Might be I'd have to look. I'd have to look at their lineup with their pictures, but um, was um, oh, who was that? I maybe I'm just getting it mixed up. Wasn't wasn't there a back? No, I was gonna say Peyton Hill. Is that is that who the Browns running back was? He was on the Madden cover the one year. He's not yeah, a ginger though. He's not. No, a he's not a ginger. He's just a like one year wonder type thing. I don't know why he just gave me serious ginger energy. So I was thinking I mean, maybe. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong with that one though. Besides gingers, um, I was going to try to segue this into the Seahawks and the 49ers, and I don't think there's any way you can possibly segue gingers into this game. The but 49ers are red. Yeah. Yeah, that's go. a good segue. Good segue. Oh, you know what? Weird. You know who was a ginger? Former punter who ended up, or kicker, John Ryan. I'm pretty sure he was a ginger. He played on the Seahawks. Also plays on the Sask- yeah, Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Go Durs. Good old, good old Saskatchewan boy. I got a nice hey. story about John Ryan, bro. I one year for Christmas. I think I don't know if both of y'all know, but my uncle Jim, he told me, Hey, I know John Ryan on the Seahawks. I was like, Hey, you're a liar. And you know what he did? One Christmas, I got <laughs> a picture mailed to my home from John Ryan himself, autographed, saying. Something about like shout out Uncle Jim, man, and <laughs> unbelievable. I guess they crossed paths in the lacrosse world, and John Ryan when he was kicking for the Packers, bro, Regina legend. Shout out, John. yeah, shout him out. Was he in his Packers uniform? Because if it's a Seahawks uniform, I'd probably buy it off you as a degenerate <laughs> Seahawks fan. He's my all time favorite player, I think. So, got to rep the the good old uh, Saskatchewan boys there. Um, but speaking of the Seahawks, uh, do we have to talk about them? Please? I think we should just for the sake of the pod and it's a good bet. Okay. Uh, I, I got to say right now, I know this isn't going to be related. Oh, I, I wish people could see the camera right now because I'm, I'm about to blow up just thinking about the Seahawks. Can someone explain to me why the hell they signed Adrian Peterson? 
He's 38, and the Seahawks don't have an O-line. They can't keep Russ protected. They can't even move the fucking ball. DK Metcalf didn't touch the ball last week. I think he had one catch. Fuck me, man. I am so sick of the Seahawks this year. I, I'm glad we recorded because, and I'm glad on Monday I even said, oh, don't worry. The Seahawks are going to find a way to lose this game. And that's exactly what they did. I am so over this team. I want Pete Carroll fired. They're not going to win a game the rest of the season. I'm convinced. Okay. Sorry. My rant's done. No, that's a good little tangent because I do think they win a game by the end of the year, but it's definitely not this one. Uh, San Francisco right now, minus three and a half. The over under is 45 and a half. Um, don't be surprised when this one goes under 45 and a half, but San Francisco will for sure cover. I just, I don't know. Seattle has just been so boring and atrocious lately that I don't know. You got to roll with the hot hand, I guess, so to say. I would rather watch paint dry than watch a Seahawks game right now. If you like, and I force myself other than the Monday game, I force myself to watch him every week and it's painful. It is painful. And I hate that I follow all the social media because they're trying to hype up Adrian Peterson being on the team now. And I think it's just till it's just triggered me. If to- Adrian Peterson goes off for a hundred yards and two scores, will you get a Seahawks Adrian Peterson jersey? Pizio, I oh man, I don't want to have to do this, but I, I you know what? It's on record. I will buy an Adrian Peterson jersey. Two, touch, two touchdowns, 100 yards. Yeah, I feel like he's going to get the goal line touches if they even get to the goal line. And there would be nothing better for me as a fan of watching people suffer would be an 80-yard like opening drive. Adrian Peterson just busts one off right after the kickoff type thing. And it's seven, nothing like the first play of the game type thing. And you have to sweat that out for the entire game, just based off one play. I would love it because I mean, obviously it's nice. Your Seahawks just scored, but you would have to, you would have to make the purchase. I might cheer for them to lose. They're not going to make playoffs anyways. So, but um, here's the thing though. If, I'm convinced if Adrian Peterson runs 80 yards, he'll be gassed for the rest of the game because I don't think he's had over 80 yards in however many games probably. So, you know what, Pease? I'll, I'll do that. I will I will buy an AP jersey if he gets two touchdowns and over 100 yards. I'll say total yards, so we'll include... Oh, receivers. total yards. A screen That's how pass even. That's how... Don't, oh, don't worry. Russ isn't going to hit him with a fucking pass because Russ can't <laughs> hit anybody with a pass right now. So... Uh, yeah, I like the 49ers to say the least. Um, I have zero faith in the Seahawks. You would think they got to win eventually, but it's not going to be against this team. Yeah, I so. Don't think so. Dude, Debo Samuel is not going to play, I don't think, though. That changes things. I still don't think it changes things. Basically, think, anyone like Brandon Ayuk will just step up or George Kittle will finally yep. have a breakout game. I, I, I really don't think... Debo changes anything, especially with uh, Elijah Mitchell. And uh, I think Jermichael Hasty is back. Um, yeah, there's there's just a lot of things that are going right for the 49ers. And they play in such a structured system that, you know, even if you threw me in there, I might be able to gather a couple of yards. So I think that's stretching it. But 
Yeah. Make some good points. Debo is pretty nasty, though. Mm -hmm. He's been their running game, bro. I know. He's getting like 40, 50 rushing yards a game. And he's catching for like 130 receiving yards a game. And scoring two touchdowns a game. He's no he's no Adrian Peterson, but I mean he's pretty nasty. But I think Ayuk could probably I think Ayuk is talented enough that he could he can at least make up some of it. And like P said, uh, Kittle will probably go off for a bigger game as well too. So, all right, enough about the shit hawks. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Um, yeah, don't expect much out of them this week either. So, okay, uh, Sunday night game. Broncos taking on the Chiefs. So Chiefs also coming off a bye week, which is good for my fantasy team. I can get Tyreek Hill back in my one league. Um, Broncos surprising win last week. Once again, another team that made Pease look stupid on the on the pod. So Pease, once again, I'm going to let you start off with this one. Yeah. Um, kind of a disgusting little taste in my mouth for the, from the Denver Broncos there. I was pretty high on the Chargers last week. But new week, new me, that type thing. Uh, right now, Kansas City's favorite at minus 9.5 with an over-under of 47. Um, this one's a tough spread. I think, uh, I think Vegas did it right with the 9.5. That one is going to be right around there. Um, the 47 points, though, that one is the one that interests me. That's basically saying that the Denver Broncos and Kansas City Chiefs will be semi-close. I think this game's going way over that. Um, like 28-21, that puts you over, and that's a score that definitely could happen. Um, I don't think the Chiefs cover either, so I'm going to take Denver at plus 9.5 and, and the over of 47 here. I just think uh, Javante Williams is going to have a good game. Kansas City's defense is pretty bad. Um, and their defense, I mean, proves that they can play. I mean, Kansas City has a ton of weapons, but I think you have to pick between Kelsey and Hill. Stop one of them. You have a better chance of winning the game type thing. And I think Denver has some pieces that they can do or that they can stop uh, the lethalness, I guess, of the Kansas City Chiefs there. So. I, I really do like Dender at nine or at, sorry at plus nine and a half. I'm really excited to see Javante Williams get the full workload. He, I think, like I think they need to start giving him the rock more anyway. So I think this will be a good opportunity to see how good he actually is. And I like I think he's looked awesome this year, and he's just not getting the touches. So for the fantasy players out there. I think Javante Williams is a great start this week, and I would expect him to put up some pretty big numbers. I know the Chiefs' defense has been better lately, but uh, yeah, I I think uh, this will be an interesting game. I I just the thing is is with the bye weeks, like I'm always interested to see how teams are going to respond. Like I could see Pat coming out and throwing another three, four touchdowns this week, but divisional game, I would expect it to be close as well too. Okay. That's going to take us into the last game, probably the most exciting game, the one that we got circled on our calendars, the Monday night game, the Buffalo Bills taking on who I'm officially dumping the wagon, the New England Patriots. Going to be an awesome Monday night game. Um, Pease, Pats at the Bills. What do you like in this game? 
Yeah, right now the Bills are minus two and a half. Um, I, like I said, this game besides the division, it's super tough for me to choose a winner here. I know how well the Patriots have been playing. I know how well the Bills can play. It's, uh, it's extremely difficult for me to pick a winner here because I just don't know. But I do know one thing and that this game is going to be electric. It's going to be fun to watch. I know that it's not like Bill Belichick to have those type of games, but I just think that this is the type of matchup that the NFL wants to promote. So don't be, don't be, don't be surprised if, you know, there's some big time flags or whatever that kind of change the game type thing. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know if I could pick a winner here, but I do know that uh, it's going over 42. I think this is for sure going to be the coming out party for Michael McCorkle Jones. Did I say that right, Vinny? Is that the right name? I can't even remember now. Shout out McCorkle, baby. Goat name, goat coach, great team. I really like the Patriots. I think, I think, like you said, Peace, it's going to be, it's going to be a really, uh, it's going to be a really good game. I do like the Pats in this game. Would I be betting on the Pats in this game? No, because it is going to be a close game. Uh, it could truly go either way, but I I expect fireworks as well. I really like the Patriots. A couple weeks ago, I, I said the Peas, I, I want to put money down on the Pats to win the Super Bowl because I just had that vibe about them. Pizio told me I'm crazy, but I don't know. Maybe they make a statement game here, and maybe they – Maybe they could be one of the teams to beat in the AFC. I I, th- I personally think they are, and I think they're going to make that statement on, on Monday night. So I really like the Pats. I'm really high on them. I don't like the Pats. In fact, I hate the Patriots because they've been so dominant for how long. But I don't know. Mac Jones just gives me good vibes, and I, I really like the direction that team is going in. Okay, it's time to move on to Pisa's favorite segment of the pod, what are we rolling this week? Keep on rolling, baby. You know what time it is. So, NFL football version of this. Peas, our gambling guru. Take it away, my son. Yeah, we are looking to make some big bucks this week. I think there is a lot of... Uh, a lot of good games on the docket, and I think there's money to be made. I do, I do. Um... I guess we'll start with my uh, can't lose, won't lose parlay. So for all y'all keeping track at home, it's the Colts money line against Houston. We're going to take San Francisco money line against Seattle. We're going to take Arizona money line against Chicago. We're going to take Miami money line against New York Giants. And I have to, just for the sake of doing it, we're throwing Baltimore money line on the road against the Steelers. And we're going to parlay that. We're going to take those five games and uh, we're going to roll with it. That that can't lose, won't lose. Uh, Marty, do you got anything for maybe one or two of your plays that you might be hitting up? Well, I think it's going to be no surprise to anyone who's listened to the full podcast here today that I will be for sure taking the money line for the 49ers. Um they will be forever known as the shit Hawks until the Seahawks can win a game. So for those following along at home, please refer to the Seahawks as the shit Hawks from now on. Thank you. Pease, I got a couple others, but I think I'm going to pass off to Vinny here first. Vinny, what do you got? 
uh, this week for Vinny's Wave of the Week. Now, Wave, you must be wondering, what the hell's a Wave, Vinny? A Wave is me putting a parlay of a bunch of overs and unders. And this week, my Wave is the over in the Arizona Cardinals and Bears game, the under in the Colts and Texans, the over in the Chargers and Bengals. That's going to be a barn burner, as PCO had mentioned earlier. You know, everybody gets a piece of the pie. The under in the Jaguars Rams, the over in the football team Raiders, and the under in the 49ers Seahawks. And that one should pay out very nicely. Big trip. Yeah, I actually, uh, I do love that one. Vinny, out of your six, I have four of the same games. Um. I'll just kind of go over my over under here too. It's Arizona, Chicago over 42 and a half Cincinnati, LA over 50. I'm going to go Miami, New York giants under 40. I just don't think the giants put up points this week. Uh, San Francisco, Seattle, we're going under 45 and a half football team versus the Raiders over 49. And then we got to take the Monday night because I do think that's the best game of the week. And we're taking Buffalo, New England over 42. So very similar picks between uh, me and Vinny there. Uh, I guess we're both kind of riding the wave, I guess, so to say. Uh, Marty, do you got anything else for us? Yeah. uh, Three other games that I kind of picked out here. I have the football team money line over the Raiders. I'm really confident in the football team. I am not as confident in the Raiders as you were. Um, So we'll see how it goes there. Um, other game that I had, I think is an easy one. Colts over Texans money line. Uh, that should be a can't lose type of game. I really like that one. And the other game that I have picked out here and is the Buccaneers over the Falcons. Uh, Tampa Bay's back, baby. He's going to throw three touchdowns and he's going to make sure that I'm not going to be last place in, uh, the Huckett fantasy football league. Yeah. And, uh, I think to finish it off, this one, I don't know exactly how much I'm going to bet on this one. This is what I'm calling the have fun with it type game or type ticket, I guess, so to say. So I got the Jets at plus seven against Philly. I'm taking Cincinnati at minus three against the Chargers. I'm taking Miami at minus six and a half against the Giants. I'm going to take the Lions at plus seven and a half. I'm taking Baltimore at minus four and a half, and I'm going to take Denver on, at the night game at plus nine and a half. I don't, I'm not so much sure about that. That one might be a little more of a gamble rather than what I'm comfortable with. But I mean, hey, sports betting is supposed to be fun. Let's have fun with it. It makes the games more enjoyable. That's why we do it. You know, maybe make a little cash along the way. Just uh, just rolling the dice because, yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's what all we do. we're doing. That's all we're just, doing. We're just rolling, baby. So... I think what we'll do is just we're going to actually keep track of all these as well. We're going to actually throw them up on the Instagram. We'll share our picks with everyone just so people can follow along with us. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm curious yeah. to see what our kind of what our uh, our records end up being mm-hmm. here. And we'll keep track for the for the folks uh, for the folks at home there. And uh, I'm hoping for a better week for for us there. Peace. Yeah, I am, too. Uh I know that uh, I've already done some thinking for Sunday there, but I mean, uh, we're going to be posting on uh, the Instagram there 
about some of our picks kind of last second ones we've thought about all week type thing. Um, but yeah, if you could catch it early enough, maybe ride the wave with us and don't be shy. Let's make some cash. I mean, that's what we're in the business of. We're in the business of making money and having fun. So yeah, don't be shy. Throw some bucks around. Roll the dice. Don't be roll the dice, baby. Roll the dice, baby. I think that's all we got for the episode here today, folks. So once again, thank you for following us on the Instagram and following along with the pod to all the supporters out there. We appreciate the love. And as the boys said, we hope you roll with us. Take care, everyone. Take care. Take care. Thanks for rolling with us.